Hey guys, uh, welcome to this um, recording. I uh, originally was going to share this in August, but uh, life got interesting. And uh, the events that are uh, discussed at the, towards the end of this podcast never came about. Uh, well, they started to come about, and then it went a little uh, wonky, to use uh, an under-exaggeration. So it's been difficult to work with this podcast for a long time, but now I'm able to do it. Uh, thought about deleting it altogether, uh, but there's a lot of camaraderie and discussion about wine pairing and food um, that really needed to be shared and experienced and shared with my listeners, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, thank you uh, for uh, providing this wonderful, wonderful meal, and uh, uh, enjoy. I will stop preambling, and you can get on with it. Uh, enjoy! Wine Monk, Arizona Wine Podcast by Cody Vladimir Burkett. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a very special podcast with the Arizona Wine Monk. I am here with Abby and Chad up here at the Flatiron. They have cooked a fantastic meal for us with this fantastic pairing. Uh, we're going to be comparing the 2011 Chateauneuf-du-Pape-la-Croix Domaine du Vieux Telegraph. And I'm sure that my girlfriend is cringing at my horrible French pronunciation. Uh, with the 2015 Wild Willy Cox uh, from Chateau Tumbleweed, which is again a Chateauneuf-style blend. Uh, it's a GSM with a few other weird, cool things. Oh, Dina from DA is also here. You may remember her from our port podcast uh, from way back when. Uh, so we've just pounded the rosé, and uh, if you would like to repeat what I said. Oh, that's coming <laughs> down to my book. When I said that rosé is poundable. Yeah, rosé is poundable. Uh, my retort, of course, was this is summer, of course it is. Rose is poundable. Rose is poundable. <laughs> rosé. <laughs> Not rose. Not rose. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. As the sports announcer, I'd like to say that Cody is currently pouring, tasting of his wine. He's doing an elegant job of doing it. Oh, good. There is going to be enough for everyone. From a decanter. Decanter. I was worried that. uh, That's a lot. Thank you. So if we dropped, if we dripped a few drops of this on the table, would it leave a pop smear? Oh. oh. That's that's low even for for me. Okay, there's enough left here for a little bit later. <laughs> so for those who don't know, uh, Chateau de Pop is a particularly famous region in the Southern Rhone. Uh, right across the river from Tavel, which is 
the only AOC in France that does rosé, which was anyway's favorite rosé. My favorite rosé as well. Favorite I didn't rose. know that. Right, um, drunk and it's over. Exactly. Damn good advice. I mean, that's how I do my wine blog. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so Chateau Neuf de Pop uh, got its name because it was originally the new house of the Pope back when there was a, uh, a schism between Rome and the, some of the popes basically moved to Avignon under the French kings. There was Pope in Avignon and a Pope in Rome and all sorts of polarity ensued. Um, not really my forte in that period of history because uh, that time of European history was more focused on the Eastern Roman Empire or what was left of it in the 1300s. Uh, but anyway, these wines were planted around then. So it is some of them. It's one. It's an older region. Now, granted, it got hit with phylloxera, but so some of those wines had to replant, be replanted. But um, <laughs> it's also known for its special stony <coughs> soil. And these giant stones that roll down the mountain or come down from the mountain on the road from the road river. Ones you and I moved. Yeah, yeah, very much like. Uh, I don't know that anyone listening other than us and... You want to tell our love story? we, we got to tell our love story. Okay. Uh, when I'm done talking about these giant rocks. Um, anyway, they're called Galay, and they're a central part of Chateau Neuf de Montpoir. So anyway, Avignon and Matt, or do you want to tell the story? Or? No, I want you to tell Okay, us. and then you can fill in the details for what I don't remember. Wow. <laughs> So Abby and I met back at uh, my very first wine job in Arizona, which was pounding in posts for Pig Springs uh, on the House Mountain Vineyard and a few other vineyards. And one morning, because I am a... Hey, Cody, were any of those rosé posts that you were pounding? No, <laughs> uh, nah, I don't know if any of them were used for rosé or not. That's a good question. Just check. <laughs> so anyway, I am, as many of you, or some of you know, a very, very much a morning person. On the other hand, yeah. is not. No. So anyway, I'm going on about like Greek mythology or something, and Greek wine grapes and Greek history or something, I don't know, uh, while we're pounding in posts, and, and Abby accidentally hits me on the head with the post pounder. Uh, accidentally. <laughs> accidentally, in the air quotes. Uh, <laughs> and we've been friends ever since. That's right. I must have killed you. Yeah. But, but, you know, what, what doesn't kill us? What doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Are you guys talking about some, like, Lord of the Rings thing I'm not going to understand no, right now? No, we're okay. just being silly. Okay. So anyway, Shannon of DePop House got this big reputation um, as a premium wine producer, especially after Robert Parker heard of it. And Parker was the guy who more or less put Shut the Nift to Pop on the map. So everyone else probably was like, eh, Shut the Nift to Pop wines are too rusty. And Parker's like, Here's, I'm going to give them 90s and 95s. They're great. And then it was like, Oh my god, we got for the Parker. Yes, it's it true. But yeah. I mean, it, and now it was 13 grapes and it's now 18. That's right. Yeah. Somebody turned his dog on that guy. Like, oh, that was at Bordeaux. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So the list of grapes that are allowed in Chapter of the Pop is... Okay, let's see how many we can get without looking it up. Okay. Grenache de Ramuvedra, Cinso, Picpoul, Picpoul Blanc. Um, did I say Cinso already? You did. Claret. Is Claret correct? Claret is correct. Um, Marcel Rousson Viognette? Yes. How many is that? I was not counting. Shit. Was anyone counting? That's no. like 11. No. I, I think that was like 11. Grenache Syrah, Mavedra, Cinso, Claret, Picpoul, Picpoul Blanc, because there's Picpoul Noir as well. 
Yes, and I think Pic Pool Noir is allowed. Is allowed. And then Pic Pool Blanc. And then what else did I just say? I said, oh, uh, Roussan, Marsan, Viognier. So it's like 10. So there's 18 allowed. Did you say Grenache Blanc and Grenache Green? No. I just said Grenache. So, so those, those are two more. more. Oh my gosh, that's uh, Okay, I have the list here. Just take your four, grab a little bite. So the full list, according to Wikipedia, is Grenache, Sarah Mavedra, Bourbon, which I've never had, Tinto, Claret, Blanche, Claret, Rosé, Cunois. Cunois! How did we forget that? I don't know. Grenache, Blanc, Grenache, Gris, Muscadet, Picardin, Picapol, Gris, Picapol Noir, Roussan, Tourette Noir, and Vacaresse. So VA is actually not one of them. Oh. Hmm. Which made sense because that's more of a northern Rome type thingy. Abby, what food accompaniment do we have here? We're mm. starting off with a vegetable de Provence. Mm -hmm. um, now normally there would be tomato in this, but uh, the main dish I use a lot of tomato. So uh, basically onion, garlic, uh, herb de Provence, eggplant, zucchini, olive oil, salt, pepper, real simple. This wine, so, by the way, is perfect. You know, my first perception of this wine is hell of a lot of vanilla. Mm -hmm. And not like necessarily woody vanilla. It's almost like creme brulee in my mouth. Like it's caramelized. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> it really is like, there's something very... Um, no, I should definitely thank uh, James here, who's a, a new co-worker of mine at Passion for bringing in this bottle. Hi, James. Hi. James, why don't you tell me what you're getting on this one? <clears throat> well, I'll just go down the line. For my research into the Chateau de Pop Grape, I've had it once before. It was the, uh, I believe it was the Telegram. It was a couple of years ago. I'm really getting the mineral quality, reflective of the uh, mineral nature of the soil. And of course, there is that very harsh but somewhat appealing leathery quality, like my tongue is being lashed. <laughs> but it is starting to it is starting to open up, and the beautiful fruity secret of the Chateau de Pop is coming to fruition, so to speak. Mm. Um, forgive the occasional pun. I pale beside the master, but I have my moments. <laughs> The master at this table currently being Cody. Ah, yes. Possibly Abby. Close. close now, Chad, what particular characteristics are you getting as most prominent in this vintage? <clears throat> what? What? Just that with the Chateau Neuf de Pop, 
oftentimes, in the initial tasting, you encounter this stony, leathery exterior. But as it opens up, you get the fruit. It's just an amazing, beautiful, wonderful contrast. It's the blue cheese that gives me the creme brulee. Mmm. And it changes with the onion vegetable situation. Yeah. What is the predominant character that you're getting out of this one? Well, first I smell band-aid, so I'm wondering, is it a little bready? Well, bready is a yeah. good thing. No, it's a good thing. It's a in good France, world. they, they love their bread. Yeah. That's why it's not in the new house. And uh, I don't know they if you've ever Michaels. Michaels. Yeah, but I mean, that's the first thing I know. Is no floor. Mm. They also age these things in freaking caves and old cellars, so yeah. they have a completely different style. Like, I've seen pictures of these cellars that are like, covered with dust and fungus and everything that's like growing on the bottles and on yeah. the walls that they literally winemakers like pet and it's just like what <laughs> and, and i'm like just like you want your cellar to look like that and in america yeah. it's just so our cellars for wine search are so sterile on the other hand so it's funny you mention that because i was thinking today and what this is translating to me is New world versus old world. Mm -hmm. And old world, I think about sitting on a bus in France and everybody's holding on. Oh arms, man. And there's body odor and they <laughs> smell human and it's earthy. Mm -hmm. That to me is old world wine. New That's world being people coming out of the department store, over lotion, very sterile, as you're saying. So even though you have these beautiful, terrible, you know, sense of place, I think it's important to say the attitude and the culture of the people, I think it. <coughs> Is expressed yeah. throughout this. I agree. This is definitely an Having old world been style French wine. Laden bushes. Good old. Yeah. Love Paris. I actually have a great recommendation if you go there. Oh. It's called Chateau O. Not even kidding. <laughs> oh. It is actually oh. the caves of Louis what the Fourteenth, who was the the Sun Louvre King. was the. You got shot. Yeah, the Louvre was his palace. That would be Louis the. Did he know Prince Albert? <laughs> that bugbear raises its head again. A most swollen and too messed one at that. Now, guys, yeah, let's so get back on focus before this podcast gets half off. Sure. We're starting to point <laughs> I know Prince it's Albert in this warehouse. Where his where son kept everything and all those wines were going on under there. Oh, it was like a delicious you would industrial floor. Look at the Kind of like See, I, I had a great time there and it just went over almost everybody's head. As long as they no, went upstairs. I, I said it, but no one missed it. Or no, no one everyone missed it. Everyone missed it. Did you re-regale it? Because clearly this podcast has already gotten half-cocked. Just edit. Oh, oh, no. Uh, you did say half-cocked. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 also sad at our own dim did you set a place for Caligula while you were out? Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Man, so for me, and maybe this is just now because I'm getting to this, I'm getting that fruit, but I'm also getting a, a very strong tobacco character. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of um, what is known as an English-style burley blend. So it's uh, a lot of Virginia and Kentucky tobacco with a little bit of uh, other tobaccos for spice and then lots of cherry. And uh, a little bit of sort of a boysenberry. Do you think that's the influence of the onion? Well, right now I'm not, but I'm about yeah. to. This wine is like a very robust, minerally stony egg. 
and the fruit is trying to hatch out of this egg. But I need to give it a little bit more time on my end. Is that the first bite you've had of the food? So before that, your assessment is food free? Because I want to say, if you grab your forks, ladies and gentlemen, is that mine? It's your fork. Oh. It's your fork. Oh. It's going well with first course. First course brings out a little bit of the more bitter characters in this one. After I've eaten it, it's a little bit, I get those tongue lashing tannins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, that sort of S&M aspect from a lot of Yeah, but blue cheese is a whole other Now I'm going to try yeah, blue see cheese. See if it changes it to like something desserty. Is there any more cheese left in that? There are crumbles. That's some. quite all right. Right, I'm getting that more of a caramelized sugar character with the blue cheese. It's so amazing how it changes. Oh, here we go. More. <coughs> yeah, so the Chateauneuf de Bob is kind of a classic style, and because a lot of these grapes grow well in Arizona, oh, it was quite growing all of them. Like, there's only two vineyards that are growing Thérignon. Uh, no one's growing Picapool Noir. No one's growing Thérignon Noir, to my knowledge. Uh, there's Grenache Blanc, but not Grenache. And Picapool Blanc just got planted at the school. Thank God, I needed some pretty highly Picapool. I love Picapool. It's one of my favorite Rhone grapes, and I have a dear friend of mine who's totally, totally, that's her great personification is Picapool Blanc. Mm. Oh, because she's a tiny little spitfire, and she's got this wonderful, wonderful lip-stinging sarcasm. But, but she's, she's the sweetest. But she really brings something out of this wine. Excellent. Excellent. Right. It kind of offsets the leather and the minerals, and I can taste the berry beneath. Very good, very good. Right? Yes, this is a game changer. Oh, you know what's going in the Winchesties. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I already did a Winchester. Should we do a shout out to the Winchesties? So, if you're cool enough, one day we might invite you to this secret group <laughs> called Happy Hour at the Winchester. But you have to be invited in. And it's basically, it's shit talking about. It's not for the faint of heart. It's basically shit talking about what we drink, and shit talking about the world in general. I think you would fit in there perfectly. Yeah. I don't know why. Jersey I, girl needs to be there for sure. I'll send no, you an no, invite. Where's this? <laughs> on Facebook. Oh. Sure, I like you. I have to uh, get a Facebook account and drag myself out of the dark ages. Of no, I mean no social You are media. probably much better off off of social media, James. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> Case in point, my girlfriend is having a rough week, partly because of shit that's on Facebook and... Like in the woods. Share with us. Oh, a little shit. Just drama on Facebook. That pissed her off. And someone else kind of attacked her for a few things. Oh, personal attacks, not just like... Yeah, not just... Shootings or... Cheeto... But actual personal attacks on... Oh, that's a bummer. Social media is a lens by which insects of this world may better magnify themselves. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking. That's going to go too. <laughs> but not everybody, of course. Social media does have its uses for it does. Did you advertising want business okay. and art and what have you. Well, 
Do you know what social media just did for me? It kept me from driving down a closed freeway with no turnaround options. It does have its very, very good points. And I do. I generally feel like I despise it. But then little things happen to joy, like the freaking happy hour. Yes. Yeah. What it's did one I of my, do it's, before? What I did know. I do before? I don't know. But it's one of my happy places on Facebook. Where it can be. No one talks about like political drama or... You know, what, you know, this nun has said about actually being polite and, you know, actually like treating gay people like people as opposed to, you know, walking them up into cages, metaphorically speaking, and all this other stuff. And it's just like, honest to God, if I had discovered orthodoxy, orthodox Christianity on the internet, I would have run away screaming. And it's only because I know what Orthodox Christianity is really like outside of an internet setting that I remain Orthodox. <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody <laughs> expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Our secret weapon is surprise and... Fuck, I don't remember the rest of the... I Bring out either. the comfy couch! <laughs> <laughs> Interesting facts. Fascinating fact. Fun fact. Whichever. The lead singer of Depeche Mode, David Gahan... Yeah. Converted to Eastern Orthodox. Yes. I lost my virginity after a Depeche Mode concert. Random a very tormented soul. Fact. Many near-death experiences through drug overdoses, but he seems to have found nice. his way. My time <laughs> losing my virginity was not nearly so fun, and we're not going to get into it. I paid for it. Oh, that's wise. I'll just say it. I believe that should be the option. Oh, shoot, I gotta go. Right when we start talking about our favorite subjects. <laughs> I have no shame. But, uh, it is a sad, sad thing that you must go. Uh, do well, you want a, a spot of... He actually said, no, the I-17 might be reopening. Stand by. I gotta stand by. Let's keep keep it moving. Okay. Still got all of that shot enough left. I do. Am I supposed to drain it? I'll take you can. That's what uh, again, I'm still waiting for the magic moment when the fruit fully Oh no, I got it, but I was <laughs> trying not to drop the decanter. <laughs> it's coming, it's you coming. You don't want to do that in prison. Am I supposed to taste more? Uh, if you want to, I can, but we've also got uh, the Wild Willy Cups. Right, okay, Wild Willy Cups, yes. No, I don't need that. Okay, no more? Thank you, no, the rest I have a little bit more. I poured, hold on, let me pour a little bit more for Abby, because she is our kind and wonderful and generous. Yeah, but I pray to them. <laughs> Don't go over the chef, bitch. I really, you know, Shadow Nipsey Pop and the Rhone Valley started my interest in the history of the wine, like where, like the story of the hermit, you know, like Hermitage yeah. and all that was so interesting. And like all the stories of the pillaged cellars during the, through the wars and everything. Have you read, okay, I'm trying to remember the name of this book, but it was a book about basically the French wine industry in World War II. I saw a documentary about that. I was not aware that there was a documentary It's on Netflix, and I'll have to figure out which. It was a war documentary, and they just so happened to discuss, like, Alsace, what happened there. Oh, yeah. Alsace really got shafted in World War II. Totally. Well, Hermann Goering, Fat Hermann, was quite the wine connoisseur and bon vivant, so I would expect that he would have tried to preserve the French wine culture to some degree, but I could be wrong. I haven't studied this history, so if you might illuminate me. I I'm trying to remember that book. Well, it was more, I mean, I don't know the book you're speaking, but what I saw was more about how the soldiers just callously mm. drank everything and smashed bottles and okay. just 
kind of like being in a industrial manufacturing plant <laughs> for uh, what I've discovered at this mm. point, uh, pool toys, scratch and sniff inflatable pool oh toys. Oh my god, I swear. And the scent is of uh, ripe, dirty strawberries. Now Good I mom. feel that my, that an old lover, thank you. Sorry me, for making that involuntary noise, but. That was really good. Like, he uh, just, like, burning plastic. Shucks. But it always took me back to that plastic Santa in the front yard. Didn't Hermann Gehring have a Prince Albert? Oh my I god. I have no idea. Is that anyway, the I don't, I don't So is this, are we lamb chopping? Oh, we okay. Are. So Abby just brought out our main okay, course, which maybe. is lamb, and holy shit. <laughs> now I feel Hold on, I will okay, share mine. Out of the kindness of my heart. Thank you, just a droplet. Thank you. Anyway, so, um, it's funny that you mentioned pool toy because I remember that in the very first article in the wine column that eventually became the wine monk after I took it over. Um, what was her name? Oh, they're both friends? Casey? Orion? Yeah, Casey. She was talking about how there's like a plastic smell in the Admiral Star Sailor. Yeah. Like My Little Ponies or something. Oh, my oh gosh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm wondering if that's something associated with Perignon, because this is probably in that blend, and that's something that was definitely in the Admiral Star Sailor. Granted, it's not a bad smell. It's like when people describe uh, a German reasoning as petrol. No, no, no. Putting your mouth on a blow-up toy, inflatable, yes. and the taste of the little nipple. I don't know what that's like. I wouldn't know anything You've about never that. Blown never. Up a beach ball? Oh, oh, beach ball, yes, but not a. Inflatable doll before? Not an inflatable doll doll. <laughs> Mm. This podcast has gotten this real weird. Oh my gosh, did you use vermouth in this at all? Mm. Did, did you use vermouth in this sauce no. at all? It's, uh, this like tastes like my Aunt Regina's house right now. I'm having a flashback. Lamb, salt and pepper, uh, tomatoes, carrots, sweets, garlic, red wine. I knew a guy who failed his cooking school test. You know why? On the final test, the recipe said, the first part of the recipe said, first, take a big leak. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, this is some hefty This lamb is right amazing. Thank you. It almost melts in your mouth. It's bringing out more of the fruity character and the sharp acidity in this wine that I didn't really notice before. As it's cutting through this fat and the lamb. That's a prodigy. Okay, so this turns it. Wait, right, like Prodigy, the recently oh, yes. singer of Mob Deep, or Prodigy, that weird fire starter guy? I'm a fire starter. I'm a fire does anybody think they killed Prodigy, or did he actually succumb to sickle cell anemia? Because <laughs> he no was idea. definitely speaking on some stuff. Just saying. Anyway, this dish. As much as we live in the closest thing in this world to Night Vale, um, I really doubt that all conspiracy theories are true. Only and, some. Mm. 
And more likely, she's also older than Nina, but I killed her in the end. Abby, again, this lamb is absolutely fantastic. Thank you. I hate to break the spirit of this podcast, but it's kind of upstaging the wine just a little bit. That's all right. I felt like they were so complimentary. Like, really, the lamb and the tomato and the, the onion and the mushroom well, it's what they do are really bringing out yeah. a whole I, other... I wanted to try and see, you know, this pretty wine, what they do and how they pair it. This is just really, really excellent. Thank you. Well, I wish I had brought six more glasses. That way we could drink... Uh, these two brought, side by side. Oh, you should tell people to bring their own glassware. Uh, we can. Oh well, I love it here though too. But we can so always you do will one be at the my house day. too. For right now. Yay! Just the Willy. This is why Willy Cox. You can hand me the bottle. I'd love to. <clears throat> so why Willy Cox is from Chateau Tumbly. Uh Shout out again to uh, the gang at Chateau Tumbly for donating this bottle to the podcast. Thank you guys. And this is a blend of 42% Grenache from Hillsbury Vineyard, 14% Grenache from Cimarron Vineyard, uh, 23% Grenache from Cimarron Vineyard, and we're taking a brief departure um, from Rhone varietals here, but um, this will provide a very oh, similar wow. Rhone flavor. 21% uh, Tempranillo from Cimarron Vineyard. Uh, harvested at 24.8 bricks on average. The stemmed but not crushed to open top, Three quarter ton bins. All Grenache was left 15% whole cluster and Syrah was left 25% whole cluster. Whole, um, cold soaked 24 hours and fermented, especially select yeast. Please disregard the fork falling on the floor. Hand punched three to four times daily and pressed at dryness at nine days, average skin contact. Induced malolactic fermentation settled three days before barreling. 11 plus months aged in 14% new and 14% two year old French oak. Twice racked, filtered but unfined. Uh, TA, total acidity, is 5.7 grams per liter. pH is 3.76, 170 cases produced, and like all of Chateau Tumbling's wines, Joe Bouchard was the winemaker. It's a shame he's so vague about I know, it's just everything terrible, but he's so vague about everything that goes into this wine and the winemaking. It's the <laughs> yeah. worst thing ever. Actually, <laughs> what happened? Oh, just Abby's cheek. Oh. <laughs> oh, but it's like this, mainly. It's like... No, That's great. It's more like a quart of lamb in there, yes. No, it, it looks more mm. like a job. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Mm. It's my side job. Okay, wait. Let's get a better... Here we are. Okay. Yeah. We need to make a callback shot. <laughs> ooh, yeah. ooh. Yeah? Lick it? So there was a shot on me on Facebook for a while. So me biting into this leg of lamb. No, leg of goat. Mm. So this actually on first scent took me into inflatable pool toy land, which I find really funny because I did not expect that. Are you on Wild Lily as well? Oh, I'm still clinging it's to the last one. Like this Gilligan's Island toy I had as a kid. It was a bath toy, it was the boat. All the figures. There was a palm tree and a raft mm -hmm. to escape on. That's that's this, this Mattel. Class. What is that? It's 
You know, it's very so, interesting that you mentioned all the, you know, a child's bath toy. Because wine, or, um, sorry, scent is the sense that's most closely linked to the memory part of your brain. I remember, like, <laughs> it's horrible. I remember, like, everybody by their smells with a taste. Like, I can taste something and be like, oh, this tastes like my grandma. I know it sounds <laughs> dirty, but. What kind of mushroom? Oh. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of mushroom coming from this. On the wine or? Yeah. I haven't gotten to the if you have a mushroom bite club, you should do that. The, the mushroom and rosemary. Yeah. So mushroom That sounds like a British pub. The mushroom, the mushroom and, and the rose the mushroom and rosemary. So mushroom taste and wine. Does this story have a morale? Oh, uh, Pardon my word. Ha ha ha. Completely different. The Yeah. Um, the wild billy is more fruity, I feel. Big fruit. Big right. fruit right off the bat, rather than the shot you know, where we had to sit and wait for that fruit to come out. Even then it was much lighter dry fruit. This is like juicy, like biting into a ripe pomegranate almost. Yeah, totally. I feel like Arizona wine has that characteristic. I should have worn black pants tonight. Damn. Don't worry, James. The vacation rental has stain remover. No worries. Alright. I want to extract the last vestiges of fruit out of this Chateauneuf. What little I have left. Would you like me to uh, assist you with that? Oh, quite good. I will show you. This is my one of my few party tricks. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Cody is going wild. He's an F5 tornado. It's not okay, hold on. You want to film this for yes, like? for posterity. Not Should it be slow mo or fast mo? Uh, Time lapse. Do both, and then post it in okay. Manchester. Okay. And scene. Ready? Go. Extracted that fruit for you. Thank you, sir. Where did my glass go? Right there. Oh, you. Well, well, I was afraid oh, it was sorry. gonna fall over. Yeah, this is me we're talking about. Mm. Well done, sir. Everybody's is with us. The payoff is here. Thank you so much. So, in the uh, Chateau Tumbleweed, yes. I'm getting that sort of inflatable pool toy. Um, again, uh, pipe so tobacco, but a different pipe tobacco. Whale alligator. alligator. What do you got? Standard rectangle. Standard pool foil. Ooh. Mm. No, yeah. the flavor is much more rich than I would expect from the scent. It's like warm, and again with the dessert, I don't know if it's like remnants of what I had, but wow, that's delicious. You a lot of leather and smoke and pipe tobacco. Different pipe yes. tobacco than before. This is more of a... Uh, Mm. More Perique than Burley. So like a like a bugle versus a, an American spirit. Is that kind of mm. yeah? I guess I I, I don't know. Rolly tobacco. Oh I, my gosh! I licked the rosemary. Yeah, the rosemary is perfect with this. No, lick it. 
Everyone lick your right hand. I have. You have a rosemary garnish. But I don't know. Oh, here it is. Maybe. I'm going to say, deep throat the rosemary. I made sure there were five. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, mm -hmm. So I'm looking at the rosemary, and then what I'm doing? So why did Richard Nixon watch mm. Deep Throat 20 times? Mm -hmm. He wanted to get it down pat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit old school, That's but funny. still applicable. Uh, don't suppose you were not but about written by Bernstein or Bob Woodward right now, like in the trunk of my car. Do you want my Robert Ludlum?
Yes, but I was not going to advertise it on the podcast, but yes, um, I am a nicotine <coughs> junkie. As am I, I James. was pointing at me for something. About the shepherd pumpkin? You want more? Mm. He has an idea to express, but, but he's chewing. So after I digest, maybe. Because he has fucking manners. <laughs> James, shall we retire to the patio? Indeed, ma'am. For deep, do so. deep discussion. Is it time to move yeah. through to the parlor? Yeah. Moving closer to cancer is more likely. Mm. Anyway, you were trying to express? What is that? This stands up to the food. Mm-hmm. This is taken over by the food. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Hmm. I mean, let's have to come with the, this is too bright for this. Yeah. If this same thing was not as fresh in a way. Yeah, this is th this right here has leftovers. Mm. I could see that would go great. Mm. subtle wine that demands more subtle cuisine. Yeah. Not to say the Chateau, uh, Chateau Neuf de Pop is bad. It was still very, very good. Very, very See, lovely. And I was really like, I wish I had saved more because I I recently had a tele, telegram. Not telegraph. I had telegram. And I feel it was maybe uh, 14. Mm. It was too tight. It was... It, it was all right. This really, this was a nice representation, but I can see what you mean about the food, but I enjoyed the way the blue cheese made it super vanilla, mm -hmm. but then this made it like the leather earth It changed. I feel like the, the, but if you flipped it around and put this with the zucchini and eggplant. It wouldn't have worked. Thanks. More so with the lamb. Wine would be swamped by the food, and this, mm. the zucchini and eggplant, I think would have neutralized each other. Yeah. So they work with the entree. This is true. Which is but good. I don't think you could do the same thing in reverse. No. It's so, it's, it's ridiculously good. <clears throat> I, uh, I can't remember whatever that was. So for those who are listening and wishing that they could get a meal like this. Um, yes. They do the flat iron. Well, they don't do lamb regularly. No, um, the flat is iron is one of the best breakfast and lunch places in Toronto. Also the best place to get coffee. Um, on top of that, uh, 
you guys do catering. Correct. Uh, would you like to get into that a little bit while I have my full? Weddings, funerals, private parties. What else? You name it. We'll try. We'll do it. Now, someone who's listening to this podcast wants to contact you. Scone cakes. So someone wants to get a hold of you to arrange that sort of thing. Please uh, do. How should they contact you? Find us in Jerome, at the cafe, or, of course, as always, on the World Wide Web. You should announce that because this is at either chattygillcatering.com or email us at chabby, C-H-A-B-B-Y, at chattygalecatering.com, or more simply, the Flatiron in historic Jerome, Arizona. Yeah. And uh, there... Above, conveniently located above Echo Canyon Winery, Passion Cellars, underneath the flat, the flat Airbnb, accommodations upstairs, sexy spot, Stay overnight in town. Don't drink and drive. Agreed. And uh, for the record, and I can say this without eating <laughs> a lot of food. And, and I can say this because by the time this airs, and she listens to it, the the question will have already been popped. Um, the the girlfriend, the girlfriend. Uh, is A okay with the idea of a wedding scone selection Amen. as opposed to wedding cakes? Now, since this will be popped by the time she hears this, oh, look at that sunset. Fish. Oh, that's lovely. But um, have you revamped your plan since the first one got foiled? Yes. Uh, I'm thinking of just having a nice hike down to the bottom of Montezuma Well. Uh, while we're sitting at the bottom of the well, I'll just pop the question there. Maybe have a nice bottle of wine there. Hmm. Possibly the head over heels from Fine Leap. Uh, oh, that's a good idea. Possibly the sparkling wine that uh, Ken Callaghan has made. Uh, I want to say it's the Bartlett Sparkling Rosé. Uh, not Sparkling Rosé, rather, the Bartlett Sparkling White. And that night, actually, is theoretically going to be the night of the Nebbiolo Tastathon at Emil's house. At least that's the tentative plan. Um, so the plan is I will have two Nebbiolos from Arizona. Uh, Emil, will, Emil and maybe Paula will bring uh, some Nebbiolos from their stashes and we'll decamp them all and drink Arizona and Italian Nebbiolos side by side. I fully Ooh. expect uh, that Arizona's Nebbiolos will just not be anywhere near as complex and as fantastic as Italy. I mean, it yeah, is of kind of the thing there for a reason. Uh, but the best way to find out these things is to drink them side by side. That's the only way you learn, and that's exactly what we did here. Uh, that's true. Thank you for inviting uh, me. Well, you did tell me that the next time I drank a shot, the pop out, you would kill me. That so, will be yours. So uh, I'm like, yeah, I better invite Dina. Oh, look. <laughs> You've already got love from the winemakers. Aww. Cheers. But, uh, so that's the tentative plan, is just do it quite and simply. The ring hopefully will be completed by then. Um, I got drawings and diagrams of it uh, the other day. Who's making it? Um, 
what's his name at Jerome Jewelry? I want to say it's Mark Hernandez, but I think I'm getting the name wrong. Rick. Rick Hernandez. Or is it Rick Martinez? It's Rick something. Oh, that's just us. Oh, Ken's drinking also uh, Rome. Chapoutier is drinking uh, Burgundy. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. Oh, name. no, it's Rome. I'm sorry. Uh, it is Rome. It's San Joseph. You're right. Okay. No. No, San Joseph is Burgundy. No, no, it's Rome. It's just the low country. Okay, I need, to remember, I need to remember my It's on the left better. side, and then on the right side, it's Hermitage, Gros Hermitage, and then below that is Chateauneuf de Pop right with the walls. French wine and, and then to the left is the curve of Tavel. Uh, as you make Chateauneuf the jacking off gesture. Well, it goes down <laughs> to Chateauneuf du Pop. You know, it rounds out it. Now you're tapping? Chateauneuf du Pop is like the balls of the road. The balls really of the road. the heart there. I did fangirl out on Kent Callaghan at the Birdie Valley Wine Festival. He knows his shit. I was like, you follow me on Instagram. People, like, for some reason, think that I know more than he does, which is the most batshit crazy thing I can imagine. As much as I know he knows things that I have, he has forgotten more than I ever could know. Could know. I, I I love being put to the same standard and being put on the same pedestal. That's a good time, one. But I don't belong there. The first time I ever I really served don't. his wine was 2007, and that was the first time I tasted it. And I was he a makes fan. some good shit. I was a fan. Of he spoiled me Tupino. with birthday wine. Tapinos was on Shea at Scottsdale, and now James Porter opened up something in Prescott, and that was the owner. It's supposed to be amazing. Hmm. We should look it up and go there. We should. So when they're done with their smoke, we'll, we'll That's ask them for smoke. final thoughts on, on this one. But, but anyway, the tentative plan is uh, take her to Montezuma Well, and then that night it's the Nebbiolo podcast. And then it'll be announced to the industry as a whole, theoretically. Um, but we shall see. Uh-huh. Um, if the ring is done, I do how, have, a, uh, how I have a backup ring in case, but... How confident are you in the yes? Answer? Oh, she'll say yes. She would say yes if I, I gave her a twist tie, but I'm far classier. You she are. deserves. She deserves also far better than a twist tie. Windex. Uh, she well, yeah, she is in the Greek Orthodox. I was gonna say, is she Greek? <laughs> no, actually, she comes from Austrian descent. Um, so, if any of you have mm. seen the latest issue of The Noise, um, uh, she's. Im- implied in both of those poems that were published by Chris Fautier, who also makes the labels for Chateau Tumbleweed. I thought she did some of the winemaking, too. And some of the winemaking probably made it. Um, uh, she illustrated. Which, for some reason, hasn't really made it to this side of town. Like last year, copies of the noise. This issue. Mm-hmm. But they don't have it up here in Jerome? No, they do. It's just that Caduceus and... Um, Spirit Room got apparently all the copies this month instead of us down here in our lovely little corner. But I've got some copies that oh, I've snuck from Caduceus downstairs. Yeah, but you know how it is in Jerome, a block away might as well be three miles. <laughs> it's like, oh, but the mail, but mail is all the way on the other side of town. Uh, we are a bunch of hobbits here in this town. 
hobbits who like adventure. Some of us. They crave adventure. Quiet. Oh, this was good stuff. It's really both work superior and delicious. I am an old, old world lover. So. Said the actress to the bishop. tend to err on the side of old world, but I would say, actually, if I gave this Willie Cox a little more time to look at beforehand, I would, I think, could have told these to stand up. But it does stand up for the It just now. has this. But they're also like, similar like as they are, they it, are also very different. Very different. I'd like to get to it in an hour and then see what happens. I can fix that. Oh, it's, it's a sip. It's a sip song. <laughs> Let's see how the chesties feel about your right arm skills. <laughs> mm. Oh, hey. There we go. Should have been the equivalent of about an hour with that stir. There is a science to what I do, believe it or not, as shocking as it may sound. It's like a centrifuge. Hey guys, come on in so we can finish talking about the wine. I want your final impressions. Oh. Stop being social and socialize with us. I got a little love from. I'm just kidding. Love from Krug. We got a little love from Chris Potier. Did you tag me? Massey, Gary Kurtz. Yep. Because there are strangers. Oh, Sorry, I'm just giving Rose you Rose Sunkin. Oh no, I don't. Who is she? Because I have a crush on her. Everyone has a crush on her. No, I do. She's mine. Hello, Rose. Can I see your? She's poundable. <laughs> Can I get a high five? Uh, yes. Thank you. I'll look that was a good one. Anyway, so. But is she the Flying Leap Lady? She's yes, in our she group, is, and she has color, uh, and this is the one maker of Flying Leap with Rolls Royce. She has all the good jokes. She is fantastic. She is one of my favorite people down there. And her and I have been friends uh, Man, for a while. I say something about the Chapman of the Pop versus the Malik. Of course. No, that's not at all what this podcast is about. No. Never give your opinion. Well, I will say that uh, the payoff from the Willie Fox came a lot sooner than the Chateau. That took a lot of patience. I yeah. had a hard time breaking through the minerality. I had a hard time breaking through the leather. I mean, I did get the payoff, but I am not by nature a very patient person. Oh? So uh, you're an Aries? No, I'm a Leo. Are they? Bob, Bob, Bob. <laughs> but I am really enjoying it. <laughs> Willie talks very much. So next month probably we're going to open up the corn off. And that's going to make for an interesting discussion. Yeah. I hope everybody present. I saw that. It's very obvious. I saw Lumber. I'm like, that's Joe's silly pants. <laughs> anyway. Is he um, in like Austria? No, he's the one who's in. Denmark, isn't he? Oh, okay, Denmark. Uh, Gary Miller is the chop master, apparently. Hello, Gary Miller and Jonathan Lunebird. That reminds me, while I'm here, I really should... Uh... This is our drinking group online, our group of friends. Is this the Winchester? Yes, it's really funny. I can't seem to... There he is. Yes. Look at that. Anyway. <laughs> Yes. So, final thoughts on these two wines before we close out and oh. get really ribald. Like I have to choose a favorite? No, if you, or? you can if you want, but you don't have to. In my final, I mean, both were fabulous, and I would absolutely decant both, maybe like 
hour plus before drinking again. Like, they both have so much to offer, so many different scents between the mineralities and the fruit that time is what they need. We need a magnum. Yes. That's what she said. Myself, like I said, you have to be patient with the Chateau de Pop. It's going to take some time to decant. It's going to take some time before the fruitiness, the payoff to hatch out of its mineral But the payoff is definitely worth it. Whereas with the Willie Cox, you get the payoff a lot sooner. And that's kind of a refreshing thing for a patient person such as myself. Also, the 2011. things to come.